let's talk about um oh, hey everybody and welcome to unimportant questions birthdays today we're going to talk about birthdays i mm. think the fact that we are approaching the topic of birthdays as an unimportant thing i think that says something already what do you think yeah i hadn't thought about that um they're kind of important but we're we're talk, we're going to talk about the stuff that seems unimportant about birthdays. Birthdays themselves are important, aren't they? Is that one of your questions? It kind of is. Like, are, you and I are in our late twenties. No, I'm in my thirties. Whoa! I turned thirty. That's you the, just turned thirty. I was going to say the reason we're talking about birthdays is because yesterday was my birthday. So you're a year and a month older than me, basically. Um, no, a year and two months. You're about to turn 29? I'm about to turn 29. In July? In July. July the 29th. Oh, yeah. Almost exactly two months. Um, birthdays are not that important anymore, are they? 30... 30 is an important birthday. Okay. But it's not uh, the the style or like how it's celebrated yeah. changes. Yeah. How my birthday, how I'd like my birthday to be celebrated now is not at all the same as how I wanted my birthday to be celebrated when I was eight yeah. years old. Becoming 30 is a big deal, but the actual birthday kind of is less important than it, it would have been if you were turning The day 10. itself, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, that's part of, uh, let's just get into it. Yeah. I have my first question. Okay, let's hear it. Let me pull out my phone. The question's written in Happy my... Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. I'm 30 years old. Yesterday was my birthday. The prime of your life. Should a birthday last a whole weekend or should it only be celebrated on the day of? Mm. I think the, the key word there is should, right? Yeah. Certainly can. Mm -hmm. um, I dated a girl who was like, it's my birthday week. And like she felt like the world had to revolve around her that whole week. Um, That's a long time. It, you know. I don't that's, mind like a birthday being a week because that's kind of how it is. Yeah. But like the expectation that it should mm -hmm. be that and that people should pay that much attention to you. Yeah. I have found that as I get older, it does kind of blur into a few days mm -hmm. and just kind of like, hey, let's go to dinner because like it's your birthday. What's well, technically not my birthday till tomorrow, but whatever, you know, yeah. and that'll last a few days. And I think that's I think that's how it should be. That's Whereas when you're a kid, it's like Christmas where it's not your birthday till it's your birthday. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Well, like what changes? Why why does that go away like that need? I think that just maturity <laughs> in general like allows you to kind of be more fluid with <laughs> celebrations and timelines and things. Mm -hmm. Kids are, they kind of cling to structure. It's like today is my birthday therefore i have until midnight tonight to yeah, consider yeah. this to be my birthday so i mean maybe right. that's all it is how much is like the kid and how much is like the parents just not wanting to have to worry about it <laughs> until the day of so then they just they're the ones that actually put that structure in place yeah. for the kids yeah it's probably both right i'm sure there are parents out there who's like it's your birthday week and yeah. maybe that's what probably that girl you dated like grew up with that <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm sure Maybe that's that makes sense too and maybe she'll outgrow that who knows what day of the week is your birthday on coming up i have no idea uh 
the 29th of July. I mean, we could find out. Well, you're turning 29 on the 29th. Yeah. That's a big deal. This is, is that a big deal? Didn't even realize that. Yeah. (laughs) It's only going to happen once. Yeah. Yeah. You're hitting your... You turned 30 on the 31st? Yeah. So next year year will be your super birthday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Whatever that means. People talk about as if that means... Or create these little, like, coincidences. Yeah. And as if those are important. And I don't know how I feel about those. I want to ask a question. Yeah. This is so related, might as well ask it. So which birthday is the most useless? Meaning, I'll just preface it by saying it kind of seems like from 27 to 29, it doesn't really matter Mm -hmm. which 20-something you are. And that probably happens in the 30s as well and possibly the 40s. Anyway, so what do you think? Which, Which birthday means the least? Yeah, there's a whole... Uh, many of them are important when you're younger. You got like 14 it seems yeah. important. 16 is important. 18 is important. 13 is important because you become, yeah. 13, 19 is important. 10 is important. 20 is important. 21 is important. Yep. Uh, 20, what's the renting a car age? 26? 21, isn't it? I think it's older. Is it? I don't know. Yeah, it seems like it's a big deal because people but you are get like, these landmarks, rent a car now. Recurring landmark ages. Yeah, I don't know if it's any one specific age. Let's say... I don't know, 26 to 27. Those seems don't matter much. Utterly pointless. They're right? all, they might as well just all be the same. Yeah. And then I guess you would hit that every like 30s and landmark. Mid-decades. 35 from... is not really anything to write home about not the same way 25 is yeah i guess 35 seems like kind of slightly a big deal because it's like oh now i'm closer to 40 than to 30 and that feels yeah 40 feels like a lot how about this question of the tens yeah 10 20 30 40 50 which of those is the least important i would argue 40 because what's the difference between 40 and 50 like 30 you've left you're leaving your 20s so that's that's like a mark into Mm -hmm. sort of middle age yeah but then and then 50 that's like over the hill yeah 60 that's like retirement sort of age 70 and then they all start to get more important up there so i was gonna say 40 is kind of like you're just an alive person it depends though because 40 is younger than it used to be you know like in regard to like health and overall yeah activity and things but i think you're still right maybe it's back in the right. day like hitting 40 was more of an accomplishment yeah cuz 50 was like old age i think that one way we could test this which we won't but would be to like poll people to see which ages they get confused on the most like mm. am i 26 or 27 i don't know cuz you know yeah. am i what am i i'm 40 something yeah. yeah, I feel like the I feel that's what I'm saying. Like I think forty, I feel like the whole like thirty six to fifty turns into a blur. Yeah, like I feel like anybody I meet, I'm like, how old are you? They'll be like, mm. like get, I'm asking them their own age. Yeah, I get mixed up and even now, like, but I probably won't at twenty nine because I know I'm almost thirty. Yeah, <clears throat> but twenty twenty five through. Eight, I I would get confused. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I remember specifically, 
I remember distinctly feeling like 14 to 15 was pointless. Just thought I'd mention that. Yeah. Um, like, ah, oh, 15, what's the difference? 14 and 15. Is like, yeah, there's not much of a difference. Yeah. <laughs> it's just waiting for your license. Yeah. It's like the big moment, right? And like, yeah, certain things seem like they're going to start happening when you turn 16. Yeah. I remember like, you know, we grew up in probably in similar circumstances where it was like, based on our religion, 16 was also like a time when you could sort of start formally interacting with women. <laughs> yeah, or at least like going <laughs> on dates. Yeah. yeah. But then like it turned out like that was what I was waiting for. That was like a big mm-hmm. deal. Then I dated, I was like boyfriend, girlfriend, mm-hmm. you know, according to us, with a girl when we were 15. Mm-hmm. And at the time, it felt like, of course, because I liked her and I wanted to be yeah. her boyfriend or whatever. But now that I think back on it, I'm like, man, I was like, I was kind of like a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, just like, I was like dating a girl yeah. before yeah. it was technically legal. I also feel like culturally it's like 16 is kind of the green light to kiss girls. That's true. Which is a bigger deal than dating girls because, I mean, you quote-unquote go out with girls since you're like in fifth grade. Yeah. <clears throat> I think we did like wait to kiss. That is a cultural thing. More, yeah, it's pretty prevalent in our lives, I'm sure. Yeah. All right, I've got a lot of questions, so let's hear what your next question is. All right. My next question is, what makes an excellent birthday gift? That was one of my questions. I'm glad you asked. Sweet. Because now I get to answer. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> so I'll give you an example of a great birthday gift, and then I'll explain why. How's that? Okay. A McDonald's gift card is a great birthday gift. <laughs> That's not what I expected you to say. Here, You want to know why? Yeah, I definitely want to know why. Because it's not something you'd ever buy for yourself. Mm-hmm. And it basically, like... It enables you to do something that you might otherwise feel like guilty or something for. Mm-hmm. I mean, the same thing would be like you, if your wife never ever buys herself like a pedicure or something. That's a good gift because yeah, she yeah. wants that, yeah. but she doesn't want to spend the money on it and she might feel bad like doing it. So mm-hmm. like, for me, a McDonald's gift card is great because then I have to use it mm-hmm. and I'm not going to feel bad using it. Mm-hmm. And it's like... I might have like a moral, not moral, I might have a dilemma like, should I go to McDonald's? Yeah. Absolutely I should because I have a gift card. Yeah. So you're kind of like someone's giving you the opportunity to recreate all those great visits to McDonald's of your youth (laughs) when it was like something special. Yeah. A special occasion where my parents would be like, let's get a happy meal. And I'd be like, I'm getting a happy meal. serious? Yeah. It's like a gift. Yeah, yeah. So you're kind of like, you, by somebody giving you that gift card, they're kind of giving you the opportunity yeah. to relive that it, experience. It's a green light that it's kind of a rare green light in a way. You you brought up some important points that I think are, it like, I think it absolutely hinges on something that somebody wants to do, mm-hmm. but they can't justify it yep. on by, to do it on their own. I think that's like a key aspect of a gift totally agree uh that's and that's kind of my mentality when i go out to find a gift for somebody is like what do they want but they wouldn't buy yeah that i can buy for them it's like money's great teenagers love getting money but it's like money is money it's like it's almost a non-gift 
do you make your Amazon wish list out of the same ethos of do you only put stuff on your Amazon wish list that you're like I would love to have this but I don't I'm not gonna buy it um, do you, not do exclusively you but that? I have used an Amazon wish list as an actual birthday wish list and yeah. then I do have a whole, whole different mindset of like yes I want this $30 pen that's a real story mm-hmm. I'm not gonna buy it but if someone buys it for me as a gift like I'm gonna be thrilled yeah I have this so, pen. Yeah. And did you get that pen? I did. I still have it. Lindsay made fun of me for buying... It's a Lamy pen, so it's like a a quill type pen. Did you buy... Wait, it. she made fun of you for buying she it? She made fun of me for wanting it. Her mom bought it for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so. And in my opinion, that's how Amazon wish lists should, should work. be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it shouldn't have anything... Like, it shouldn't have any necessities on it. Yeah. It shouldn't have anything that you actually don't really want because sometimes you put stuff on a wish list that you don't really want. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, I'm in there. I'm curating. Yeah. I think I got... These are things I genuinely want Yeah. that if you buy for me, I'm going to be so happy because I'm almost definitely not going to buy it for myself. This is one of the great things that Amazon has done for us is given us all an opportunity <laughs> to, <laughs> to tell the people that we love how this, to best this show. really specific thing <laughs> yeah that like these are things that i sort of want that i don't want to buy yeah that's that was on it that camera hey camera i wouldn't have i wouldn't have purchased it it was too expensive yeah um but i have it and i'm way excited to have it you know so it's like the perfect i got a bunch of books from my parents for christmas and they were all books that were on my wish list and i was like guess what I want every single one of these books. That's awesome. I'm excited. One of which, of course, being the book of basketball and paperback. Now is a good time for me to start making my list, isn't it? Might as well. Got two months. Um, although I would consider if somebody had an argument against using Amazon, saying like, no, it's actually you can't thinking. get a good gift <laughs> off of an Amazon wish list. Hmm. I could hear that like... I, that make that would also make sense to me. I feel like somebody out there would could be like, no, that's a horrible place to get a gift. But those people, I feel like, are exceptional gift givers. Those people exist they, out there. So like next level, like they have observed what they know that their loved one wants, and they mm. don't need them to make a list for them. It's yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Those people are so. Um, that's admirable. It's yeah. Like, those people are like the cream of the crop people. <laughs> They're out there. They care enough about somebody else mm-hmm. to internalize what that person actually wants, yeah. which the person would never say, at least not directly. Yeah. This is what I actually want. Um, and those people are, those are good people. That's Mother Teresa-like people. <laughs> That's what she would do. Yeah, she would totally do that. She would know what makes her so special is that she would meet you mm-hmm. and within five minutes know exactly what to get mm-hmm. here. And then somehow get it to me. Yeah. In the next five minutes. Or or <laughs> like maybe even way later, but like in yeah. a letter, you know, after like a mm-hmm. really difficult experience. <laughs> <laughs> All kidding aside, I would have loved to have met her. Yes. Okay. This is maybe a, an easy question for you. If you happen to find yourself at a birthday party for you, this is Jaren's birthday party, and there is a birthday cake, mm. and candles are being lit, 
and people start singing happy birthday. Mm-hmm. What does what does one do during the happy birthday song? Oh yeah. That's a good question. I see this on a lot of people's faces like I don't know what to do with myself right now. Yeah. That's the appropriate response. <laughs> That's the natural response. I think we we uh I have this great video of us singing happy birthday to Rocket, who's mm-hmm. my 3-year-old son, mm-hmm. and his face indicates that that feeling of like what do I do? Yeah. is natural because he's like 3. Mm-hmm. And we put it in front of him and he like went to blow and we all started to sing. And then he was like, like oh, well, I, I wait. wait. And, like, and then his face was just like, happy birthday is a, it's too long of a song. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, I don't know. I haven't it timed depends. it, but it's, it's a long, awkward time in someone's life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you can have a sort of like, you can be happy. You're mm-hmm. allowed to be happy in that moment that people are singing to you smiles all around no one would judge you in fact they'd be weirded out if you were upset yeah i've spent like 20 years testing out different approaches to this (laughs) i really have uh you can have a smile on your face in fact you probably should do you sing along um have you tried that that's always in that's always in consideration i don't think i've never done it but i don't think it would be weird i've seen people do it and i don't think it's weird i've done it before it felt right it's a little bit of like a hyper approach. Do you fade? Does your voice fade away when you get to the happy birthday? No, you dear embrace Matt. it. You take it, you know, head on and just say, did me, you know, yeah, dear do you me. you say me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was thinking you'd go a, the other way and you'd sing. A playful sing, self-appreciation. You know? You'd like sing Matt with the most love as if you were somebody else <laughs> at the table. That wouldn't be a bad approach either. <laughs> no one would blame you. Uh, I think some of the wrong approaches would be just like looking down. Yeah. You know? Or like. That would be a bad sign for sure. I remember one year I tried kind of like like closing my eyes and like kind of <laughs> visually welcoming it. And I meant it sarcastically, but it was just weird. Yeah. So don't do that either. Yeah. I think <coughs> I get to say something here that it's been on my mind a lot, which is I think um, a lot of times being cocky is done ironically Mm -hmm. but that like the irony is i feel like very rarely is being (laughs) cocky done sincerely yeah but that doesn't so that means that like cockiness comes naturally with irony attached to it Uh uh-huh i'm with you and and that kind of messes with cockiness for me Mm -hmm. does that make sense because it's not true arrogance yeah but it kind of is because it kind of is the only real way of expressing arrogance. So it's, it. what's it called? Like reverse psychology almost? Like yeah. the fact that you are thinking you're not arrogant, faking to be arrogant is arrogant. Yeah. Yeah. I that's think that's deep. kind of real arrogance. And maybe... And that's kind of what you're doing. You're like kind of doing yeah. a joke, but then right. you're like, it felt weird. That's because it kind of really felt cocky like arrogant. like almost like real yeah like authentic arrogance because people are saying like oh he's doing that ironically but mm-hmm. everybody knows that like irony always comes with that and so everybody mm-hmm. kind of already accepts that as being real fascinating also <laughs> it, like you said it messes with your perception of cockiness mm-hmm. it's like it's almost like being cocky shouldn't be frowned upon as much because so much of it is 
done ironically. Ironic. Yeah. But at the same time, should it? Because mm-hmm. that's kind yeah. of what cockiness is. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's heavy. I've written, I've actually written like thousands of words trying to, uh, <laughs> trying to figure this out. No, seriously, I have like Evernote notes of me trying to figure Solving out. Solving that f- equation? Specifically through the lens of broness. Bro culture, uh-huh. <laughs> which I think is like hyper tuned into this. Yeah, um, but I haven't been able, like, I haven't f- been able to come to any sort of like hypothesis or thesis that like is satisfying to me. But I've had, I, I continue to explore the the concept, just for the sake of seeing this tangent through. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had my own pride cycle in my life, mm-hmm. like uh, being the center of attention and seeking attention and class clown, all that fun stuff. And I am really happy with my current approach to social interaction. Okay. Which is playful self-depreciation. Yeah. It's a lot more fun, and I, and I never hurt my own feelings. Right. And even when people pile on my own, you know, funny self-depreciating remarks, mm-hmm. I started it so I don't feel bad. Yeah. And... uh it kind of seems to be like the sweet spot. It's all, it's like it's kind of like what you're describing mm-hmm. with uh, self-inflation, mm-hmm. but when that's done playfully, just doesn't work as well. It's a harder it's a harder line to walk. Yeah. The yeah. the sort of like I, I'm remembering a specific time like when I was on my um, mission because I served an LDS mission. And I got a new companion, somebody who was like brand new to, he had just come on the scene and, uh, and I was like, we were in the offices and I was kind of riding high. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why I'm not typically like this, but, um, I was being really cocky, but I thought I was being funny. Yeah. And like, I know now at the time I just couldn't like, I couldn't digest his reaction because it would have mm-hmm. meant that I was being in like kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. It was unbecoming. Yeah, and I would have had to have realized that, so yeah. I, I couldn't have done it at the time. But it occurs to me now that like to him, it was just pure like self-aggrandizing yeah. behavior, and he was like super turned off yeah. to that. And like, but I was so caught up in it that I was not tuned in, that, like, I was just rejecting all of his responses to it. I've had super similar experiences um, in college where, in retrospect, I'm like, I was an idiot. Mm -hmm. But at the time, I just thought I was being playful and whatever. I mean, there you go. And and certainly sometimes you can pull that behavior off. You can kind of talk yourself up a little bit. Mm -hmm. But it's so... It's like I said, it's like a, such a fine walk, line to walk. Yeah. You can really only do it in really short spurts. Otherwise, if you do it for too long, people will start to be like, this guy actually is like, just kind yeah. of a dick. It's a, a masked irony to yeah. like your actual eventually, egotistical opinion. Yeah. I mean, eventually the irony fades away. The irony like lives in that sort of novel space yeah. where it's like new. And, and eventually, if you like, continue to be ironic, yeah. people just stop believing that the irony is there, and yeah. they just assume that that's like sincere behavior. Yeah, which it actually is, right? Uh, maybe I like. Okay, which it may actually be. 
Uh, usually, yes. I would yeah. say, yes, usually it is. Some, some like comedians and comics and like humor writing, like I think can like maintain that. Yeah. But they'll like, but if they're doing it on purpose where yeah. they're like pushing that, pushing past that initial feeling of ironic yeah. laughter and then, but they're, they're still being ironic, but they're like forcing the crowd to feel that those yep. feelings of sincerity. I know what you mean. But it has, it's like, that makes sense. And then you get people that like, don't understand it and then criticize it because of that. Uh, I'm sorry. We're getting deep. Like, we, yeah, we're getting pretty deep. Hey, um, what do you say we both do one more question? Yeah. Is it your turn or my turn? It's my turn. Um, back to birthdays. Yep. <laughs> well, that that actually brings up an interesting question, which is like, how much irony is in birthdays? You know, or like how much? Because it is a sort of like a cocky. I mean, you can you you can walk you can be sort of cocky a little bit at your birthday, because it's your birthday. You know, you this, can sort of like close your eyes and be like, yeah. everybody's singing to yeah. me. I'm living like <laughs> feeling good, um, and that's acceptable to a certain point, right? This couldn't like relate more to my next question, so we'll answer them both at the same time. Go for it. Um, on your birthday, when you interact with people that don't know it's your birthday, yeah. What's what what's do do? the right thing to do? Do you bring it up? That's so funny you, you? say this because uh, <laughs> I experienced this last night, uh-huh. and it, it's it's a little bit different um, because this person should have known it was my birthday. Okay, I was playing Stephanie. Gosh, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, my buddy Mike, um, he lives in California, and we play online video games in order to continue to socially interact with okay. each other. Quotes, air quotes on socially interact. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm just a different form of interaction <laughs> since we're, it's kind of like we're on the phone and yeah. playing a video game at the same time. Um, yeah. And he got on, we were playing and I was playing with another friend and that other friend had acknowledged my birthday a couple days before cause we'd gone to dinner together mm-hmm. and I was like, am I like, he doesn't know. He's just not aware. Yeah. I didn't blame him for it. I don't, I didn't you think he was like a bad upset. friend, but I was like, do I, like, if I tell him that it's my birthday, does that like make me like sort of mm, attention desperate? Other side of the coin. If he finds out tomorrow that yesterday was your birthday and you never brought it up, how does he feel? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like almost like a, it's a sort of delicate social situation. Yeah. I have a really good friend who um, he took his birthday off of Facebook so that people wouldn't know it's his birthday. Right. And I see him like every day and it was his birthday and I didn't know. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, he told me it was his birthday and I like, I kind of like felt upset. Like, yeah. why didn't you say something? Like, yeah, I want to celebrate your birthday. You yeah. Know? I, like, I see why people would pull that move, but at the same time. If no one knows when your birthday is, how do you expect them to know when your birthday is? Yeah. You know well, and, I mean? and he genuinely doesn't want attention for his birthday, but at the same time, like, I want to, I'm not trying to, like, shower him with balloons and confetti, but, like, you want to I just want to know. Yeah. You know? Uh, Be extra nice that day or something. I don't know. Yeah. And, like, 
um, he may not want specific version, like specific types of attention, but that doesn't mean yeah. he doesn't want attention on his birthday. Or otherwise, yeah. he wouldn't have told you at all. Yeah, and he wouldn't have been mad if he really didn't want attention. Not, I'm not saying he was mad. I'm just no. saying, like, no, he wasn't, and he, he would have been like, please just punch to for me to never know. Yeah, and so it's like, well, I can uh, sort of it's a see weird that. balance, and at the same time, like my brother-in-law has spent like his whole teenage young adult years like rejecting any acknowledgement or celebration of his birthday and i think it's like kind of misguided you know yeah i do think there's a certain amount of like behavior um that humans do which is like we have this idea of what humility is and then we apply that i'm not saying your brother-in-law does this but i'm just saying like um we like apply that to well i can't be good at anything or i can't yeah. accept compliments for anything because i will be showing like being prideful and that's not the same thing right yeah and uh, i used i i say that for myself cuz yeah. i used to conflate the two cuz now i could i can say certain things about myself that would sound like bragging but right. that i don't consider bragging cuz i just have that confidence like i know i can do this thing yeah and I'm not bragging. I'm just saying the truth. You yeah. Know? And in my brother-in-law's case, I think it is kind of like an indirect plea for attention in a way. It's like, yeah. And so, yeah, I guess to answer my own question, I think it just bring it up. <laughs> There's no harm in it. Like yeah. I would prefer my friends to bring up that it's their birthday because there's a good chance I would forget. Yeah. Well, not know. It just puts into question like how, like your relationship with them. Yeah. Because like, yeah, I don't want any of the waiters at any restaurant I go to eat at on my birthday to know it's my birthday. <laughs> yeah. But this is not um, a waiter at Chili's. This right. is my friend, right. you know. So it's like, well, how do you consider me <laughs> if you're not going to tell me it's your birthday? Yeah, like, what exactly. do you think I'm going to do? Like, get another cohort of our friends and, like, embarrass you in a public situation? <laughs> We're going to come out with a single slice of cake and clap and sing. Yeah. Every hour on the hour. Yeah. Occasionally, like, some some friendships feel that way. It's kind of a bummer sometimes. <clears throat> well. Um, we haven't gone full ba- birthday, but I think we had some good talk about birthdays. Yeah. Uh, definitely proof that you can talk a lot about any unimportant matter. Yeah. Tune in ease. next week for chewing gum. Yep. And, and that's not a joke we're going to nope. talk about. We are going to talk about chewing gum. And there are a lot of questions that I have come up with on the matter me too all right well thank you everybody for listening to unimportant questions um we should have a like we should have a sign off not just a sign off but like i want more interaction like i want people to i know feel like they can ask us questions or discuss this minutia as well like i don't want it to just be limited to just us well maybe in in time just know that if you listen to this, we would love your feedback. And we thoughts. do have an email. Yeah. Um, unimportantquestions at gmail.com, which I had to create in order to create the SoundCloud account. So so if you do want to email us, if you're dying to send us an observation about birthdays or a question about some other topic that you consider to fall within our minutia wheelhouse, I don't really expect anybody to do this, but... Eventually. Like, I do eventually, yes. Yeah, not 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 so, like this week, but like yeah. a question or anything, 
send us an email. We'd love to get that and read it and respond to it, maybe even on the podcast. And a sign-off. This is Jaron and Matt signing off. Signing off. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week. <laughs>